Welcome to Holeback Rack Podcast. My name is Jessica Hare. I operate Hare Hollow Farm, and we breed boas, balls, and select colubrids. Hi, I'm Jenna King. I operate ASM Royal Tails, and I breed high-end ball pythons. We want to share our journey navigating herpetoculture and are dedicated to promoting biohazard safety for all species. And we would love you to answer the question, what's in your holeback rack? Yo, everybody. Episode 14. Episode 14. Episode 13 was a little bit of a shit show. But hey, we finally got some feedback. (laughs) Isn't that funny? Uh, oh, I think that man. I think that counts as if we're getting somewhere, even if it's negative feedback, right? It's funny as the feedback was still not to the Instagram. Where was it? Was it on Discord? Yeah, or my uh, my uh, Instagram. I don't know how to interact with people on the internet, and I don't know how to interact with people. So true. <laughs> Maybe this is my autism showing. (laughs) Full spectrum here. (laughs) So let's recap for the listeners at home. Oh, first I want to apologize for my voice. I am dying of the Rona. And yes, I am fully vaccinated. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I also had it. The uh, Omicron does not seem to care that much about what you're doing. We sure didn't doesn't. die, though, and so that's a good reason to get vaccinated, everyone, and boosted. If you can, yes. please do. Oh, so I did not get my booster. If you think this is political, it is. Get vaccinated. <laughs> it is. Um, I did not have my booster. I didn't because... either yet because of, like, scheduling issues. It's scheduling issues, yeah. and they just opened the boosters up to mm-hmm. my group, and so I hadn't gotten in to get it yet. And now I don't know if I need to because I now have Omicron. My Antibody. my understanding is you should still get it again, but you need to wait a little bit. For, it's like six or eight weeks. Or yeah, something. your antibodies to go back down again, so they can be reboosted in a like environment where they can respond appropriately. Correct. That was my understanding as yeah. well. So, fun fact for anybody at home who hasn't been boosted yet, please do. Please do. Most of the country will probably have been affected by the end of this particular surge because I have never seen so many people. Like, my husband's work is, like, men-manning. Like, they don't have enough people who aren't infected. So they're just like, everyone stay home before we infect everyone. Yeah, they just re-qualified re, um, or gave him credentials to my husband is a civilian military. He's civilian, but he works for the military. They just re-gave him his credentials so he can work at home because it's so bad. And my children's... I didn't get COVID from Jessica case anyone was wondering we were kissing everybody (laughs) we were totally i kissed a girl and i liked it cherry chapstick we were kissing my my kids school was closed because so many of the teachers were home sick with corona so um we are pretty sure that's where we got it all right so now that we know that jan is dying and i was dying before the like response to episode 13 one and only interview. <laughs> One and only interview was not what I wanted to happen. Here's what I wanted to happen. And I've wanted this every time. It's like if we or our guests say something that someone disagrees with, I wanted like a message. It's like red lights are good for reptiles and you're wrong. And here's a paper. And then we could like have that as a talking point, like a feedback point on the next episode where we're like, no, you're wrong or, oh, you're right. Thank you for or sharing this lovely, this lovely article we can share that was shared with us and you can go make the decision for yourself. Right. Because our podcast is not, oh, fuck. we are not, not Karen's. Well, well, what I'm saying is like, it's not strictly informational. It's sort of storytelling. Come along with us, ladies and gentlemen, as we share what we know or what we think we know share our opinions and then do the like the whole back rack ethos which is keep what's good and let go what's not like what are we holding on to correct so in that journey you are obviously allowed to have incorrect opinions that can be reformed through time with new information yes. and yes. And we're, we're obviously 
we will change and evolve as we learn. Yes. And we're obviously also public figures. And so are <laughs> public to like five people, by the way. That, sorry. That's the first time someone said we were public figures. Well, we are now officially. Uh, oh, cool. So we're, we're for that. fully accountable <laughs> for whatever we say or do online, just like any other public figure. So if you were like, Jana, you said you kissed the girl and you liked it. Fake news. Someone could call you out on whether or not you actually kissed a girl and liked it. Provide evidence to contradict your statement and then debate you on the national stage in front of millions of people. Okay. I don't think they would do that for that particular topic, but this is a discussion. And I also think, as always, and this is a message that's primarily for the people on the Discord, calling someone stupid because they have stupid ideas is not bad. It might not be nice, but it's not offensive words to me, to me, ever. If somebody says putting a hot rock in their 20-gallon aquarium for their retic isn't a suitable setup, they're fucking stupid. Period. That's fair. I okay? Agree. They're stupid. That's a stupid thought, and they're a stupid person, or they're ignorant, which... You can debate about whether or not I should use the word ignorant or stupid. They, ignorant. I'm more comfortable with ignorant. Right. But some people willfully know things and choose to do it anyway. So is that stupid? I don't disagree. If you're willfully ignorant, then you might be stupid. But also that's very political. Not saying that we aren't political. We are political. Um, we're taking a stance on a very button topic that may or may not destroy our businesses we'll see <laughs> no the jury's I, still out on that i mean um you can say that in jest but i still think the answer is no because well i think if it was going to destroy our businesses, i don't think we'd be here to be honest right we will encounter that in all facets of life of people who are willful willfully ignorant who disagree with us who have seen the facts and don't see them as facts i mean look at climate change god did you watch don't look up I did watch Don't Look Up. Holy hell. It's so, it's so real. It's Even though it's a movie that's not real, it's so real. Yeah. It was, I, I know it's, it was hard. Uh, I don't it even think I was watch. emotional, but I actually like, I don't usually cry at movies. I cried at that movie because that one resonated yeah. with me in a way that is like all the Profound. way to the soul of my being where you're like, I'm trying to help you help your animals from dying, from yeah. dying trying to keep the world from literally exploding right from an asteroid impact and, and so you're like you get me. yeah like we get to go through like all the stages of grief ourselves and then trying to convince other people every day like how many times do we get sent pictures of a ball python like on death's door help me puking yeah. up it's all the mucus that it's eating or people More are often. like Every like every snake I have in my snake room has died or is dying currently. Yeah. Those are the really the hardest messages to get. What do I do? Help me. Right. It's, it's too, late. too late. We we yeah. forgot we we failed to catch that person before that happened. And so then right. you end up being incredibly angry all the time if you let it get to you like that. So you have to find your like small victories where you trick somebody before their entire collection went to shit into testing and be happy with those. I am very well, happy. Yeah. So I have um, someone messaging me about their daughter wanting to learn and they have a history in pig farming where you've mentioned this before where farmers will bleach their shoes. Right. For biohazard safety. And so they come from a history of biohazard safety and they're very keen to understand bio hazard safety and reptiles because it is such a hard area to learn if you want to learn because it's not talked about it's not pushed it's not out there and information in your face and so that's really i mean there's been a lot of crap this week but that's a positive one that that's why they reached out to me is because we have been more in your face about biohazard safety what i conceived of this podcast and i think i said this in like episode one or something i wanted it to be Chatty Kathy girl talk. Girl power. <laughs> yeah, so so people could realize that like a two women two women talk. are not 
talking about being in love with a man when alone in a room together, we have independent thoughts. <laughs> and B, we could have nuanced, interesting, maybe controversial views about stuff that is not represented anywhere else, especially in podcasts and YouTube videos that are primarily like either like just reptile care videos or podcasts that are interviews of other people. We're not getting to know the hosts as well if they're always interviewing other people is my point. Right. Absolutely. So this is that. This is also like a flagship, you know, statement piece for testing should be regular, normalized conversation that's happening all the time, every day. And we do it every episode, even if we're not even talking about testing. We just like, it comes oh, up. Yeah. yeah, I got a snake in or whatever. I, I checked it because it was being weird and it was still negative, whatever. This is like part of working through managing a collection. So we're normalizing that. Um, yeah, did I and, talk about on the, on the episode that I retested my inchy spider hat pie? No, no, because we haven't done like, a current event in a long time. Yeah. Right. To get to that. <clears throat> yeah. So, so you saw someone who like this she is like this is like uh, it's like thirty five millimeters, which is a really odd time to reabsorb. But she was paired with a probably a lemon male, um, and she was just acting weird and looked kind of weird. But she was eating, so I retested her. I think this is her third test, and it's her third negative, but. That is a time I, I saw someone who was behaving differently than normal. Although this is the first clutch that I have watched be reabsorbed that I knew about because I had my ultrasound tell me that that's what was happening. But I was sending out tests and I was like, I'm just going to test her just to be sure. And I'll test the mail, the lemming mail, because I'm planning to put them up for sale. So they both got a new test and they were both still negative, which is great. But yeah, that's part of collection management, biohazard management. None of them had a respiratory infection or were bubbling, but they were acting odd. And part of the information that we can receive from testing can help us to determine if that odd behavior is NIDO or disease related. Right. Right. It should be normal to test on intake, normal to retest as you see fit. If you think there's something that needs to be double checked, because obviously the test isn't infallible and then we're just trying to model that behavior as a normal part of having a successful reptile herpeticulture business to me that's what this podcast is we don't have sponsors nobody hardly anybody really listens if you're a dedicated more people listen feel free to comment on our instagram and uh, we will shout you out next episode. Um, yeah. And, and hopefully, you know, the the idea of running a successful business seems to me to match perfectly with the idea of, like, promoting disease testing. Because you would want to ensure... Not have your collection class. Your stuff die. Yeah. It's, it seems pretty logical. So, like... I agree. Yeah. We don't exist strictly to go out and advocate for testing in every corner of the internet no no that's definitely not my goal that might be your goal i mean you're pretty pretty hard at advocating mine is gentle advocating in everyday conversation is what i would prefer to do okay so i talked normalizing normalizing testing i talked privately to elijah before about this like whether his style of like provocative going out and leaving messages on people's YouTube's messages is a good idea or a bad idea. And it almost came up on the podcast we recorded last week, but it just got cut for time basically. And he's like, it doesn't matter if you make 10 people mad because you're going to get eyes of 150 people and 20 of those will test or something. I was like, maybe. Maybe. Sure, I don't know. I, maybe. I, but I that's like, how we I got like the Elijah. Animals at Home podcast. Was because I, like he... I enjoyed our, our interview with him. I am not ashamed of our interview. Even if people didn't like it, I'm upset by it. I think he's good people. 
think he's doing good work. It's not, I'm not in your face person though. But I'm not saying that his faith isn't needed as well. Did we talk about yet that, about that episode? I know we touched on it a little bit. We're just bit, sort but... of talking around it right now. Okay. Um... So episode 13 was our, was our interview episode and it, Jessica's inbox has been blowing up. I mean, not, not quite. It's been a couple people. We've never had a, we've never had anyone. Yeah, I guess that counts as zero versus you know a handful of individuals. Yeah, that's definitely uh, blowing up in my book. Okay, so it was definitely the most downloaded episode we've ever had. Yeah, and it was the most commented on or sort of up or downloaded on YouTube, which isn't saying much, but it did have some upvotes and some downvotes instead of none at all. So. By the nature of the beast, it did sort of incite people to listen because it was, um, looking for a good word here, you know, a little bit provocative. It was very provocative. (laughs) I don't know if it was very or a little bit. Uh, On your scale, it was a little bit. On mine, it was very provocative. Probably the most provocative thing that I've ever publicly done, ever. Is it? You, I'm not very a very provocative okay, person. Okay, all right, sure. I, I'm not I, a very I'm not, I'm not disagreeing person. with you. I'm just like confused. It's, it's not the most provocative thing Elijah's done. I mean, it's he is who he is everywhere he is. Right. I don't think he was like, like upset there, that he said anything he said because he says all that all over the I place all the time. I was just gonna say he was very status quo, and we had to know that when we were talking to him, that's how he would speak. And there was. I mean, he did do a little bit of throwing people under the bus repeatedly. And I think that's maybe what was upsetting to some people. And then apparently I was throwing some people under the bus, which I didn't. Apparently I got on the bandwagon and was chucking people under the bus. But I don't. I agree with what we put out there. I stand behind it. I am sorry if it was offensive to some people or it was off-putting to the other things that we have put out. But that's how elijah is everywhere like if elijah is off-putting to you don't listen to a podcast or turn off the podcast that you are listening to where he is on on it it, yeah Yeah. like if he's if he's going to be an offensive person to you then please don't listen because he is going to say offensive things and we didn't bring him on to censor him right now i actually brought him on because i wanted him to be elijah because I literally believe with 100% certainty he has pl- a place at the table no matter what Abs- anybody absolutely. else Absolutely. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not going to be following in his style, except for when I'm talking to him, apparently. Then I start throwing lots of people under the bus. I absolutely believe he has a place at the table. I absolutely hope that this situation doesn't make him stop being who he is. Like, this situation in many ways has made me so mad like i want to throw everyone in the entire fucking hobby under the bus i want to make a list on a website that's like what's all the dirty shit people have been doing but then that would literally paint a target on her back and then i was like well in general to me very few people in the hobby have the balls to do even one tenth of the like work for like promoting testing and saving animals elijah has done in whatever way he's done it there are people right now who have nido positives in their colonies do not care sell it to people do not care do not care they know how to test they know where to go get it they do not care there are people right now who test privately but don't want to tell anyone because they don't want to have a target on their back it's okay if they feel that way but that is a non-ball technique. The most ballsy technique in the world is to go to every person you see and be like, hey, did you test? We don't all have to do that, but that's big balls attitude. And I think that's okay. Yeah. I mean, if we could even just admit out loud who who tests who tests regularly. If we could just start Isn't that doing crazy that though that bit? we can't? Like we can't they're still like, too we scared. Know, we know names and like even Elijah was like i can't i can't name names of people i know are doing a good job because they're too scared to say they're doing a good job that's crazy that's i'm upsetting. like 
floor that continuously. to me was the most that to me was the most controversial part of the whole fucking episode was that he couldn't name the good names so all the people who were pissed that we were like throwing them under the bus because of what they said about testing my the thing that was most exciting to me is he didn't feel comfortable Naming Crazy. the good people. Right. Naming the good people because he was worried that it would scare them away from the community. Right. Isn't that the most That should thing? have been, been the takeaway from this podcast, and that right. was not what the takeaway was. Anyway, so is there anything you wanted to say about last week's podcast? Anything so else? it was. It, I was away. I was dying on Friday, uh, Friday Harbor, San Juan Islands, on vacation, having the worst vacation ever. And there's very little service on the islands. And so Jessica was handling all this all by herself. So she did take down the episode. And would you like to talk about that? Yeah, I I took it down because I just didn't know. I kept it up for a long time because I really believe it's fine. There's nothing slanderous in it. Like, truly slanderous. We're like, what he said about someone's opinion would ruin their business or something. Absolutely. There was nothing. Right. So it seemed to me like normal internet speak. I'm willing to be like, accept that I could be wrong. So I took it down to like, let us have time to think about it. We're considering edits or what would be a fair edit. Because I don't think it should stay down forever. Because I think there's good stuff in there. There's a lot of like fun stuff about caiman lizards and why he thinks the way he does about things and there's nothing wrong with him sharing that information if there's a way we could still keep it out there but make the people who were disappointed in it less disappointed in it i'm happy to like make that compromise in general though if you want like super nice not crass sarcastic dick sucking content this is a wrong podcast though so like if that's your critique is we're mean to people we disagree with or something. I don't know what you're listening to. Yeah. I'm probably going to keep I being try. mean to people I disagree with. I, I, I try not to be a mean person in general, but I don't expect you to not be you. I think you've always been authentic. I think I try to be authentic. And I think Elijah was very authentic to what he where what he is everywhere on the internet like that it was a very authentic podcast and yeah we could have been considered a little bit mean and we are we are reviewing that but the podcast will go back up the podcast i mean maybe we'll put a warning (laughs) meanness happens here (laughs) i'm rolling my eyes so hard they've fallen out of my fucking head god if it was offensive to you please don't listen to it if you like all of our other podcasts but our interview was offensive don't listen to the interview and you can continue to listen to our other podcasts because we don't plan to do many interviews if elijah as a person is offensive to you and has always been offensive to you or too crass for you then you should know as an adult to not listen or if you're listening to it and you're trying it because you've liked our other podcasts and it's offensive to you turn it off yeah i i know for sure that people turn off stuff because i can see when people drop in and out of um like youtube videos so it's not like they don't already know how to do that oh that's funny because i listen to it in bits and starts yeah me too that everywhere because it's too much content like i have an hour to clean cages i'm gonna listen to some podcast and if it gets boring or i don't like it i just don't listen to that one i move on the next time i go clean cages or maybe i pick it back up again that's totally fine we're being like patronizing because we're like explaining to people how to use a podcast on a podcast. Mm-hmm. We're not. Uh, apparently they needed to be told. <laughs> you apologized. I agree with your apology. It's mostly just I want people to get excited and like pissed off a little bit and then think about what they're pissed off about and what that means. I maybe find usually when reason. I'm pissed off, it's because I don't like being called out on something I'm not doing correctly. Exactly. We're getting called out on being mean. So I'm okay with like the the level of introspection that's required to be like, are we being too mean? Which we are doing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe we do need to edit some of the meanness out. Maybe it was a little too much. Right. It felt to me like like very casual, fun conversation. He was on his best behavior on Animals at Home. 
and you can tell there's like a, a discourse difference between animals at home and our podcast because he was like he was among allies so he could like vent as much as he wanted because he wasn't necessarily going to get a ton of pushback from us in the conversation i know i just feel like i feel like we did him dirty yeah i did too like i want to apologize to elijah because I was just gonna say I don't know if he's listening. He probably isn't. He's probably pissed at us. But the episode will go back up. I don't feel like he was misrepresented. I I feel like he was himself and he felt very comfortable, and I loved that. And I feel like of all the people who are pissed off, the one that upsets me the most is him. Yeah, me too. So I mean, Elijah, if you are listening, I was not unhappy with what we put out. I was not unhappy with our interview. I thought it was great. I thought it was good content. And I think that the testing world needs you. Mm-hmm. So if you need to take a little break because everybody's being extra mean to the mean guy, do that. But please come back because you are needed. There is a seat at the table. What you're doing is important. Yes. Everybody's seat at the table is important. So even like a, a YouTuber who is otherwise a nice person, but is choosing to avoid testing, but tests privately, for example, we're so close to getting that person to, to make that one video where they're like, guess what, guys? Crypto snuck in and now I have to deal with it. But here's me sharing my story. That person is so close. So I don't want to scare any of those people away. You know, by being too mean to them either. Right, right. But I do think there's a failure there where every new person has to independently discover that their collection is dying. There's a messaging failure from the top. I I literally had to hold my dying snake in my hand for all the hundreds of times. I mean, I had already ordered swabs, but I was like real cash about it. Yeah. And literally holding this dying snake in my hands and you're still having to rail me when everybody else is like oh it happens it's fine and you're like no Jana it's called nidovirus <laughs> it's like so depressing I want to like scream basically literally because, because it- I was super casual about it and I had ordered swabs and I was planning to start Maybe testing the intakes. That wouldn't have solved the already right. problem that I had. So when people are super cash also publicly that are ostensibly leaders in our hobby, businesses, YouTubers, you know, pet tubers, they're people who are promoting what's, you know, the right kind of keeping. And they're all universally silent about saving somebody from what you experience it is so embarrassing and i just like i'm gonna go get a horse (laughs) at least it'll be tested for coggins when i get it holy fuck that's all that's my opinion of what's happening here the other thing that i felt like was a super double standard like it was okay to critique bigger people in the episode but not okay to critique smaller people still confused if you want to write in like so you could critique i'll just say other kinds of people it's not even that were in the podcast you could critique a mutation creation because they're large but not a local breeder of carpet pythons because they're small and they're like a, a guy like there's something about the differences in the size of them that makes their opinions differently critiquable and i'm like it made it more more mean to critique a small guy i really want to push back on that idea i can understand not railroading you know a facebook post in facebook land of a private individual but if you're on a podcast or a youtube video you are just as critiquable no matter how big you are so i i threw a podcaster under the bus in the in the interview me nice kind jana was all lit up about it because it made me angry. They were literally doing a podcast on the morph market policy. We've also done a podcast, if you are unfamiliar with morph market, rolled out a testing policy that was very benign, very like early days, gentle start 
trying to get some kind of unanimous disease testing to be okay. And there was a lot of blowback. And so within a few days, they had to roll it back. And so there was a, there was a podcast that did an, and, and they expect to not be critiqued on that. It's okay to critique us when we do our podcast, but it's not okay for us to discuss their podcast and be upset with it on our podcast. Like, I just don't. They thought it was, the tone was not correct, which is fine. Uh, maybe it wasn't. So that's fine. So I, I didn't get a ton of feedback from those people to like be able to be like, do you want to talk about it? They were just like, no, no. they didn't want to talk about it. They were just like, yeah, and that's fine. Finger, I'm not. No, it, no, it wasn't like that. It was more like it was very polite. I'm gonna be 100 percent clear. It was polite, but it was still a middle finger. Yeah, I guess. Like they they didn't want to they talk about mean, it anymore, and they weren't aggressive, but they were literally like. No communication, no adult discussion. Goodbye. I do not hold any grudges against them not wanting to associate with us anymore because, you know, it wasn't for them. I don't want to associate with lots of people because they're not for me. It may have been like they didn't know the kind of podcast we were or they didn't know the kind of person I am well enough before deciding to be friends and once they figured out our true character that was not sufficient for them so that's fine not for everybody (laughs) she's definitely not for everybody (laughs) yeah like to me the the podcasting space has mostly pretty benign podcasts like they don't talk about super controversial stuff they're pretty general audience because they want to keep their sponsors happy the only person who's like a shock jock is really snakes and the fat man (laughs) yeah he doesn't give a fuck (laughs) (laughs) yeah and he still has like pretty like big sponsors so it obviously like having a controversial opinion like people's butts are fun i mean they are fun is not necessarily preclusive of being a good part of the hobby so like I don't think we're out of line in terms of being a little bit edgy at at various times and calling people out, whatever. But other podcasts are not like that at all. So if people are used to like a certain kind of discourse over here and then they come over here and it's like not that way and they have snakes and the fat man (laughs) or like old ball shit is like the best where he'll railroad somebody for like 20 minutes about some bad deal he did with them. That's what I'm thinking of, that was the best. And don't call him out by name. He doesn't give a shit. I do agree that someone could construe our podcast as mean or like calling people out or throwing people under the bus. But it wasn't so provocative that I felt like I needed to tell you to take it down. Like I wasn't embarrassed by it or I was still proud of it, if that makes sense. Like I don't think that it was over the line. But I do understand how it would piss people off. Yeah. But yeah. what we're saying in general, we expect to piss some people off, even on a not interview. You know what I mean? Like, there are people, we're not for everybody. And while I might be like the milder version of you, we're still not for everybody. We're not. No. We're going to piss off people in this hobby. And that's why we're here talking. Right, because someone sometimes has to bring up hard truths about, you know, makes dying in your lap. Yeah, and I mean, I, like it's a hard topic, and because of the industry that we're in, has decided to pretend it doesn't exist or portray it as a boogeyman story. It's going. There's going to be controversial stuff on our podcast, and that's that's the reality of what we signed up for. To make it even more weird, I don't know, Kevin uh, at Nerd has had like a big drama week too. He had a couple weeks ago, there was a, a, a video, and I'll put all these in the show notes. You can watch these videos. I'm not making this up. There was a call out video because the reptiles in research or whatever, reptile research or whatever, whatever Liam's channel is called. I don't even know Liam's last name. But he had like a call out video with a vet who was basically just attacking Kevin's policy of 
showing medical procedures that he's like DIYing on YouTube. Did you see any of this stuff? I have not been present. All right, but that's I fine. Have, I have I have seen his medical procedures on. Yeah, he, these on are his YouTube. most viewed videos on his channel. So he has like in some ways incentivized to keep finding like boils or you know pus he can explode out of something because it's like you right know, that's a trendy for some reason, content is to watch somebody do some sort of procedure on an animal that's gross because it makes a good thumbnail and people are like, gross, and they want to look at it. So there's, you know, potentially a, a negative indictment of nerd right there. But then Liam gets a vet on there who has like a complicated backstory and then like proceeds to do a takedown piece of surgery without a vet there, DIY surgery. Whether that's legal, whether it's humane, Right. Or, or whatever if the vet care morality. is is sufficient. So, like, obviously, Liam should be allowed to comment on nerds' videos they're putting out publicly. You know what I'm saying? Like, clearly. And then Nerd did a rebuttal video that was not that flattering either. But it turned out, like, the vet is, like, a terrible vet that Liam had chosen, who's, like, a gotcha vet who's euthanized a bunch of snakes and done all kinds of weird stuff. So it's like overly complicated. But at the same time, this was happening. Both parties were getting their own like public review. Liam is stupid because Liam doesn't know about how to take care of animals. Like those sort of statements all over Facebook or Kevin is a bad person because he tortures animals. So I'm like, isn't this language so much more specific and actually inflammatory? Right. And about a real bad issue than what, what we were discussing yeah then elijah saying liam recommends uvb to treat viruses like liam has sort of construed that statement which is not true should liam be called out for that sort of statement yeah yeah i mean i'm sure that we're gonna get called out for statements we make oh my god i might, call, do. My, I might call my i might call myself out in a year and be like holy shit yeah i feel like we've already been like we like misstated something and dialed it back because like it's hard to speak off the cuff and speak exactly the way you want to and speak super coherently and so i think sometimes when dr travis wyman or liam or other public figures say something that sounds a little weird sometimes i just chalk that up to like their ad-libbing and they right wouldn't have normally said that if it had two more minutes to like collect their thoughts Correct. So I don't necessarily go through everything Dr. Wyman has ever said and been like, I hold all of these against you or whatever. To me, I don't know how you feel about any of the personalities that were involved in episode 13. I think if you have a podcast or you have a YouTube channel and you are speaking, yes, you're ad-libbing. Yes, we don't always say what we, in the most perfect way what we're trying to say because it's not scripted we don't have infinite time to collect our thoughts and so i don't always come across as awesome as i want to come across but you're putting yourself out there and expecting to never have criticism is silly so if you put yourself out there and you're discussing something and someone doesn't agree with you that's par for the course and it should be expected that's all i'm saying so, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to go and, like, verbatim list all the things that any professional has said or any public figure has said and be like, well, this one time you said it different. I don't I don't have time for that. But also, if you do a full episode on something that I am passionate about, like the morph market changes, I might call you out. And you should know that if you're going to discuss something on your podcast that's controversial that people who feel strongly about it might not agree with you yes that doesn't mean that we there isn't room in the sphere for both the podcasts or that both podcasts weren't contributions to the reptile world but uh, me not agreeing with you like i didn't send you an email going boo-hoo i don't agree with you should you have though maybe i should have maybe i I don't know but But that's like the the more provocative style of 
sort of going to the people every time you disagree technique. I'm, but I do have a platform that you can respond to people. Yeah, of ten whole people, and I I might respond to those things, or you know, I might say, nerd, maybe you shouldn't be doing vet procedures on YouTube, especially when you know reptile rights in Florida are under attack, and you're the the face of Florida. So our podcast with Elijah and what's happening with Nerd, we're like a drop in the bucket and he's the whole fucking bucket. So Exactly. If you need to get And there's other house, buckets like this just this week, like people have stolen we had a camp cannon break in with like a an active ring that's implicated in the Crutchfield break in of, of stealing of monitors and we have U.S. ARC alerts in North Carolina this whole week because they're considering regulating natives in a more specific way, which would basically make corn snakes fucked. There's a lot going on, so it's fine. Not Everything's fine. But I, as usual... Going with Jana's, oh, it was a little bit too mean... is not the right move. I think that we should put the episode back up as it was and i think that we could put a disclaimer in it or change the title of provocative elijah interview (laughs) not for the sensitive or something i think that it was sort of your style and it was true to the tone of our podcast yeah it was a bit mean and there was some just general meanness that i don't think that i would normally portray but i'm not dissatisfied with how i represented myself i'm not dissatisfied with how you represented yourself and elijah was elijah and i think we should honor that and put it back out how it was with a little like if you can't handle meanness this isn't the episode for you is that your final statement that is my final statement you have it on record okay I tried to ask him, like, was there anything you did not... I think we did ask him in the post-show that you were... You, you misspoke. I was not part... Oh. oh, yeah. You weren't in the post-show. For, I wasn't in the away. post-show. I had screaming children. It was bad. Anyway, yeah. I yeah. was like... You know, people can misspeak or whatever. And he was like, it's pretty much fine. Like, I don't care. Because, you know... Oh, yeah. After the show, I'm always like, hey, could you edit this part out? That was... Mm, right, I, I sounded dumb or whatever, shit. and I sounded. Yeah, yeah that, I know mean, it's been hard. I don't and you're mean the one to waffle about it because I was like, heart lizard, hardcore. Like, this is free fucking speech. Don't listen to it if you don't like it. But it seems to have really affected you. Yeah, so because I it's support... been like a fucking grind right in the last four days. Well, and you're getting all of it. I'm getting none of it. Yeah. So. Um, you, I will support whatever decision you make, but my opinion is, as it was, is I am a hundred percent willing to stand behind it as it was. Okay. Um, I think I think Chris is right. I think, and we can put a disclaimer on it because maybe it is too mean. But I think your stance from day one in this podcast is. Sometimes I'm mean. Sometimes I don't like people and don't want them to message me on Instagram. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes I want people to message me because I want to engage. But I think it had the most downloads and it was provocative and it was doing what it was meant to do. It is separate from our podcast because it was an interview and that is not the style of our podcast mainly. And so I think it's okay if we like preface it or put something in the in the title or in the description. I'm okay with that. But I don't feel like we need to take it down or edit the shit out of it or but I support you if you feel like you need to do that since you're the one in the hot seat getting all the drama. There's a lot of people ragging on that they were disappointed Stranger and Mahogany were not the same because it wasn't going to drop the price of Stranger and they wanted to get it into Stranger instead of Mahogany. And I'm like, what? Do you want them to be the same, but you want to get into the other ones? Right, so because it's obviously better. they're not the same. Right. So that was funny. 
to me. I, I was not surprised that they were not different. Same. I think. Yeah. I, do you think they'll be a Lelic? Not anymore. They don't even act that strong mm-hmm. together. I think they just accidentally look similar. It's just like a weird quirk of nature. Okay. Which sounds weird to say because they did. I if you asked me six months ago, I've been like, yeah, they're probably a Lelic, or even three months ago. But now I don't think that anymore. I totally thought they were a Lelic, like Wookie and chocolate i thought they were gonna be like you know the bastard cheap brother it could it could still be i just expected them to act they would have reacted more intensely if they were really yeah like. it barely looked like even that anything sometimes strangers look like 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 that blown out the sides with pastel just pastel so yeah like, yeah I was, I was a little disappointed it's Fine. I almost think that, like, now it's making more sense that, like, they can't hit a super stranger because there isn't one. Maybe stranger is dominant officially. So it's not a Lilic with mahogany, and we will be able to make a assume a stranger. So are we allowed I'm to talk about... I'm speculating here. Are hard, we allowed to so talk about the, facts. the stranger gene monopoly, or is that hush-hush? No, it's public information. So why you, why do you tell the? I think we've already done done this though, haven't we? Layman no? in the back about stranger. No, you and I have had this conversation. Okay. I don't think so on I the forget. podcast. Okay, so stranger is a controlled release gene. So the genius price locking, and it's still like honor system, but everyone's been pretty good about the honor system. So the original founder, Roland, I can't remember his last name. He found it. He released it. He only released females first so that no one could get a male and just ram it into 10 females within one year. And then he did that for three or four years. And if someone had a female who bred very early, he asked them politely not to sell any males and keep them for some amount number of years. And then once a certain amount of time had passed, I don't even know what it is, then males could start being sold. But males needed to be almost double the price of females so that no one could run the codom into the ground. That is just like how it's even come to be that it has not collapsed like every other gene has. So like at blows the, my mind. At the end of the like codom craze, before Banana ruined it, they were getting smart like that. Like Mojave was actually like a premium gene with a with a price that rivaled whatever and it was actually like skunked by someone like he, like everyone else was charging 5000 for a Mojave and they all agreed males were more expensive or whatever and then he's just like I think it was TSK like fuck TSK basically he said and he just sold them for $500 just one day and the market couldn't handle it and dropped to 500 because like People's perception of the value is more fragile. Now, if some if one person unilaterally drops prices on a an item, there's enough demand that it doesn't matter that they chose to do that. But back then, if there was only thirty potential buyers with with five to ten k or whatever, I'm making up the numbers because I don't remember them exactly. Pretty sure I heard this on a Snakes and the Fat Man podcast. If people want to go back in time a little bit. But what blows my mind is that everybody has honored it and that it's maintained. You're right. Enough and people have. There is no, there is no end in sight. It looks like it's going to maintain that. Right. The prices of both males and females have come down, but so slowly that it's fine to me. The amount that they have come down is so slow compared to all of the other incomplete dominance. It's good. This is a good thing. Price fixing in this way is not. Unique to Stranger, Palmetto was price fixed when it was introduced. I think other people have tried it and then failed with their codoms and introductions. We'll see if like Adam Chesla wins because he's trying to, I think, position a zebra recessive. I don't even know his new zebra project in that way. Have you seen zebra? I have seen zebra. We discussed it on one of the like new up and coming. Um... Yeah, that's right. I remember that now. If you just sort by expensive, you get a bunch of zebra shit and you're like, move on, move on. <laughs> like if you're looking for like a high-end ball python right now. Yeah. 
Not interested, thanks. But they're trying to price fix that one. I mean, I don't know what with 100% certainty, but that's what it looks like based on their pricing paradigm that I'm seeing. You know, males are It much... fascinates me that people, other people have tried it, and this is the only one that has been successful. I think it helps that Stranger is very dramatic looking in combos. So, like, it... I love Stranger. Like, like maybe, like, the prestige factor... But it scares me because every other codom has collapsed. And so buying into it scares me. Like, is there enough of a market for them at that price point? And is it going to collapse by the time I produce anything? Does it matter, though? Like, let me just... I know it matters, but let me just make up a fake scenario. Okay. You buy a stranger clown mail yes for 12 or fifteen thousand dollars yes. or 20 or whatever they are right now okay well i can't afford that so how i'm just i'm just making up this, mail. this is a very hypothetical scenario okay okay hypothetical right. so you're gonna take that stranger the next year clown to a bunch of clowns clown pies pies that clown whatever enhancers whatever g-stripe stuff it's floating around in your current collection you don't have to buy anything new for this scenario even if the his value dropped by 50% the next year, you would still have 10 clutches of... Yes. I think the, the problems of like pricing start to kick in around $1,000 to $500 of a, of a single gene of a morph. Because that means like, no offense, everyone out there. <sighs> I'm like spazzing out. <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen this before. Because I had to like... You are in rare form today. Yeah, fuck them. Uh, y'all... There's my Jessica. Yeah. <laughs> I do mean offense. The poor people, when they go to buy a low... A morph that has finally dropped to 500 to 1,000, and they're getting ready to railroad it because that's all they could afford, that's when it drops to nothing right away. So even though acid is holding and confusion are holding strong at a thousand dollars for a single copy, it's not going to stay there for more than a year or two. What you're saying is that one is going to definitely bottom out, but and stranger will too. But it needs to get to a thousand dollars. Like whatever a normal person who saved up for two months could roll not, the dice like, on a single male. Isn't it like eight thousand right now for just a male? It might a be male. Left. I think a male plus. with no hets is five-ish thousand and a you're correct i think, male of, I with think a couple hats is eight-ish thousand i think the male head clown stranger head clone was eight thousand that i was looking at yeah so no matter what you do once it becomes an accessible dollar amount it will fall down into the bottom because there's a, a trillion females waiting to take on those semen demons <laughs> and produce you know eight eggs and 10 clutches right away and then it'll be down in a hundred dollars within two years but that's the single gene with no heterozygotes in it so if you to prote- well yeah protect that like, would be to only breed them to recessives and then those animals potentially have another 20 years of use out of them because we're too soon not 20 maybe 10 right their price is going to stay like cypress clowns are five thousand whereas just a cypress is 500 right or even less even for like a female because it would take you too long to get it get that gene back into a visual even if you bought a male bred it to an adult female clown made a het baby that's three years to then breed it back to the visual clown and hope you hit it in a male again that three years is a lifetime yeah a lifetime at ball python well that that's good that's a good uh little analogy we made but yeah i have a stranger i didn't buy the stranger because i think it's like an insanely good investment or something i bought a stranger because stranger combos are cool and dark and delicious yeah so like even if (laughs) her price and it was from a person who tests yeah i guess predominantly that's why i bought it and you were pissed off at the community because you couldn't get the male clown that you wanted yeah, I exist in a state of semi-permanent pissed off at the ball python community because I cannot buy the snakes that I want when I want them. 
So I'd rather, as always, give my money to someone who values the things that I do. And it was a like a beautiful, interesting snake. And oh, she is gorgeous. She has like an interesting mystery because we don't know if she's spot nose and chocolate, or just spot nose and stranger, or or chocolate and stranger. I don't know. I don't think she's chocolate and stranger. Her, her head's too bright, so she's either all three or spot nose and Mojave and stranger. This is like fun. It's just fun, and she's pos clown, so like it's it's fits right in around here. Let's write in. Are you going to throw her to your GHI clown or are you hoping to have another clown male? <gasps> oh, you have your, is it banana, calico, yellow belly? Yeah, there's many choices. Clown. Oh, I need a baby from him once he's big enough. His ringer is so beautiful. I was watching Royal Constrictor Designs YouTube from this week. I did met, I get, did get his. Um, I didn't get his. So that's funny. And, he mentions you, what? not by name. All not right. by name. Okay. He mentions the snake that you bought and Did he? said that he, yes. Okay. And he said that he sold it. I think it's the brother to the one that he's showing. It's like his, his top 10 back. clouds yeah. for the, anyway. And he was like, oh, I sold another one and it had a really nice ringer. And I was like, he's talking about Jessica's snake. I think he's, I, I could be wrong, but I thought he had multiple calico combo males with ringers it could definitely still be that one but i thought he had a couple like some of his his females that were just banana calico pastel or whatever also had ringers he said that that's the calico clown sometimes throws ringers yes 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 i and i think but i i i guess i'm saying i think i've seen even more of his animals from that sire Oh, then yeah, he's maybe had for he's... sale with ringers, which is cool. I don't, I don't think it's, it's really cool. Pie. I just think... no, no, not at all. He would know if his were hep high. He it keeps really detailed. Yeah, I lineage. It, it just he's looks been... like yellow belly and calco with do that. banana will throw ringers, and they do throw ringers in a non-clown version because it'll just be a little too much excitement, and it just pushes the color up in a ringer way. I love ringers. It's like without having to try so hard <laughs> <laughs> yeah i have that ringer on that little ghi extreme fire little chicken nugget that is very charming you remember this her? is cute i don't remember her she's one of your holdbacks though right yeah i can't not keep them all oh all right. you didn't keep all of them no yeah i i made enough that i had to share and there's another one that's leaving soon. Wait, so did we just do a whole episode of rebuttal? Yep. It happened. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> you promised that it would happen eventually. I just didn't think it would happen yet. Yeah, I, I guess we should tell the audience at home. One day, boys and girls, I don't want to talk about evergreen topics at all. I just want to come on here, have a nice chit chat. And we can talk about what you guys want to talk about. We can talk about feedback that you've given us. And we can just talk about current events. And so it'll mostly be, uh, you know, catching up. Girl time. Girl talk. Girl talk. And we can do evergreen stuff occasionally or the odd interview after or my revisit. PTSD has... Uh, oh, yeah. She's yeah. not going to let us do an interview for at least six months, people. So yeah, don't I, expect I, that. And I had people... I was this close to messaging people because I thought it had gone well. Like people who are, you know, secret testers that are friends of friends that are, I won't say yeah. names, but like, we don't, I know not, I could yeah. use a friend to, to leverage the person to come on and talk about like their intake policy and whatever. And I was like, I don't give a shit. Like, this is a platform that is exactly what I want it to be when I want it to be that. So whenever I want to bring on fellow testing enthusiasts we will do that i'm too sleepy right now also this is breaking news we probably will get orders coming down for april wait i thought you guys were getting out of that breaking news jesus so this weekend i was also dealing with that uh because i the choices 
very quickly. I don't know if it matters. I thought you had a stay of execution. Yeah, kind of. But Chris got, uh, Chris is my (sighs) husband. He got a, like an open, you know, uh, like job call. It's like, does anybody want to go to Altus? If we elect to go, we will 100% be allowed to go there and not somewhere else. Chris is in the Air Force. This is a PCS thing, right? Where the hell is Altus? Oklahoma. Country roads. Take me home <laughs> to the place. I don't want to go to Oklahoma. It's not my home. So anyway. He volunteered? Basically, he came to me on Saturday when I was like counting rats or something. He's like, if I volunteer, we can set the course of our destiny instead of allowing it to happen. But I thought you wanted to allow it to happen and get a year yeah. stay of execution. Yeah. Yes. But then I was like, but he's like, if we wait next year, we might not be allowed to pick the time. And then I was like, okay, so if we're going to Oklahoma, we'll be driving through New Mexico, probably in the summer because Alex will be in school. How many snakes will die? Some. Okay. So then you're like, okay, we need to go to Oklahoma in the fall or winter or spring. Vehicles aren't hot, you know? Hundreds of degrees. Oh, well, you want to go in a fall so you don't have graphic girls. Yes. But then I was like, but my child is going to school. So. Oh, does he start kindergarten in September? Yes. So I was like, fuck the snakes. You know, like, the obviously my priority is my child. I right. Lo- I love my snakes. I don't want to move rabid girls. And if we have reabsorptions or whatever... You know what? That's fucking life. But your child does not need to start kindergarten twice. That would be brutal. Yeah, I d- just didn't think it was fair. So I was like, okay, you're right. If we're going to have this dumb snake business, you should elect to go and then massage the shit out of the time so it's just right. Like, like your report date to your duty station is May 15th. And we decide to travel... You know, at the end of April, right when it's, when the whole country is like 70 degrees or whatever, like down south. So by the time we get to Utah, it's not too bad weather-wise or something. I don't know. So that's my update. So I was doing that all weekend also. That would just be a lot this weekend. We're doing great. You, you know you're not. I've never seen you this bad. <laughs> you look like you got hit by a Mack truck of emotion. Yeah, I think I because I was confused. I felt I felt like... What? What? Because if, if I felt very good after the podcast is my point, maybe. I know you were very happy with it. I yeah. think that's probably why. Yeah, fuck and like you guys. I, said, I wasn't mean and you were your normal level of mean. And like I said, he was very Elijah, which is how he is everywhere. And so my like, oh, that was a little mean. It's OK, because that's who he is. And so I think my initial reaction of does it let it float? was the correct later when everybody was getting pissed and i was like well my i was like it's a little mean but there's things we do that i'm like eh, it's a little outside my comfort zone i don't think that's a bad thing all right okay thanks for coming maybe if you're nice (laughs) it's okay if you're not nice um jessica's had a rough week Maybe message me on Instagram, ASMRL Tales. Don't message me ever again. I also had to fill like 15 rat orders, which was just like. I had a chicken order. No, I sold almost all of my chickens and ducks because I'm just like, Chris is like, we need to go now. They got to go. That explains it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can't handle these Facebook messages about ducks because he's like, you need to. He told me to like tell people like to be mean and i'm like we're never gonna sell them if you're mean to the duck people they're very sensitive very sensitive he's like no let me message them and so we're fighting over my phone like a bunch of you know jackals and i'm like no if you don't if you fucking what a weekend for me to go out of town i know i needed you're like literally like your whole life is imploding i asked for shots don't message me because i don't have service Bye, bitch. Good luck. Yeah, it's not your fault. And you you're like selling your, you're like selling your your farm, and like our podcast is imploding. And yeah, that that's fun. 
Cool. I'm, yeah. I'm really, really great friend. I don't need friend. sympathy from other people, though. Uh, we were closing fine. our podcast, and then we got distracted. Yeah, we totally got distracted. Okay, so don't don't message Jessica this week. Mm-hmm. Message me. If yeah. you have not nice things to say, that's cool. Yeah, but if you have not nice productive things to say, conversationalist. Yeah. yeah, just just tell me what's going on. Let's talk about it. Yeah, I'm, I like debate. I would actually love it if the people, any of the people who were mentioned, would like to come on the podcast. Yeah, Travis, you want to come on? We'll have you on. Snakes and the Stogies, you want to be on? That's cool. Come on. Yes, yes. Because I, life is fucking really complicated and hard. And talking about it usually makes it better, I think. I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, I mean, if you guys want to rebut what we've said, cool. Let's do it. You know how to get a hold of us, and we'll talk to you guys next week yeah next week we probably we actually will do shipping because shipping should be more more actually normalized this week was a weird week it's weird that it took this long but we'll talk about how to ship all right everybody all right we'll talk to you next week it's not christmas no happy new year happy not yet Bye. Bye.